Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. 9-11, Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry in the safety of Jews. I'm producer Jonathan, and this is your TK20. By 8.47 a.m., NYPD and the New York City Fire Department had already started sending units to the World Trade Center. The evacuation of the North Tower had begun. We forget oftentimes that the response wasn't just brave. It was to the minute. The plane hit at 8.46, the first plane. The response was already a minute later in their vehicles, ready to go, not knowing what they would see next. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning, the 22nd anniversary of September 11th. I uh, I have discussed often over, over the years that I lived in D.C. at the time and was at work at the time. I was a restaurant manager at the Hard Rock Cafe uh, downtown. Um, and how being there at was it 10th and E? Uh, so the capital was it 9th and E was it 10th and E? Uh, the, yeah, it was 9th and E, right? So, so the capital was nine blocks away and the white house was seven blocks away. It was right in the middle and how I, every day, nearly every day, recognize that if flight 93 doesn't have a group of people on it, that say, let's roll. After hearing from friends and their contacting people at the plane had been hijacked and they heard about what happened in New York and they decided to try and retake the plane, that if that plane does not crash in Pennsylvania, that plane very well can crash on me. The White House is a hard target. It's smaller than the OEOB next to it and the buildings on the other side. It's hard to come in at... It's very easy to skip it and say, aim for the Capitol. It's very easy to have crashed anywhere in between. Those people saved my life. I believe that then. I believe it now. It was 8.50 a.m. as we come up to it right now. When the White House Chief of Staff, Andrew Card, whispered into President Bush's ear that a plane had hit the World Trade Center, he's at that elementary school. He's... He's reading to those kids. That was now, this minute, 22 years ago. It would be 13 minutes from right now that United Airlines Flight 175, after being hijacked, was crashed into the South Tower. This is the TikTok. This is what happened. And it is um, imperative that we share, as we've been sharing some of the audio this morning, as I will on Tony Katz today, uh, starting at noon. It is imperative. Doesn't matter if you want to. I, I, I said to you earlier, I mean every bit of it. I didn't want to. I don't know. 
I've been thinking about this for the past month. And, and this is just something I didn't want to do the thing that I have done. But that's not what's important that I wanted to or didn't want to. This happened. We were attacked. And it wasn't chickens coming home to roost. And it wasn't some people did something. It is about a fundamental view of how you see the world and how you see your enemies. And yes, it is us or them, and they have made that quite clear. So what option was there except to remember September 11th? And and this especially comes up with uh, Joe Biden not being in New York or D.C., he was in Vietnam, and now he's going to stop in Alaska and commemorate. And yes, people like uh, Peter Ducey bring up a solid point. He didn't have to be in Vietnam. They could have scheduled this any time. They could have moved things around. That's, that's true. That, that's very true. But I don't know if I'm as bothered as others by Biden being in Alaska as opposed to New York or D.C. Now, if somebody like Trump or a Republican were not in New York or D.C., of course, the news media would make a lot of hay out of it. I don't believe because I was in D.C. on September 11th that somehow it means something more to me than it does to you if you were in Indianapolis on September 11th. Wondering throughout the day whether or not you were going to be next. Wondering what was happening because you couldn't see it. Your only, your only visuals were what you saw on TV, and that's true of so many people. How did one explain that? I don't believe uh, somehow I have, I, I may have had a different experience, but I don't believe for a second I have more of a feeling. Now, maybe somebody who escaped the towers or lived through the Pentagon does. I can't speak for them. Only speak for me. Um, I think we're in this together. And I think we need to share this together. And I think we need to move forward together. And remember what happened. Thus, we're discussing it today, and we will, every single September 11th, without fail. Because it doesn't matter if you want to. You have to. Chad Pergram over at Fox News is confirming that Fox is confirming that Speaker McCarthy will tell House Republicans today that beginning an impeachment inquiry for the president is the, quote, next logical step. Hot damn. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Now, many people saw that it was uh, Representative Matt Gates who was engaging in acts of contrition uh, regarding his uh, constituency He's not putting enough pressure on Kevin McCarthy. He's sorry for that. He's failing people. He won't let that happen. Was this pressure from House Republicans? I don't have a good answer. And I'm not arguing that there weren't House Republicans who were engaged in pressure. I'm saying that you don't move until you see it. It's searching for Bobby Fischer. Don't move until you see it. Now, that is as true as it can be until the moment where you have to move. Eventually, you got to make the move. 
But it's about taking a breath, taking a beat, and making sure you understand, uh, as, as, as Ben Kingsley explained, see the whole board. See where it is you want to be and how you get there. What moves are you going to make? What moves are your opponent going to make? And how do you get to where you need to be? But I have never been opposed to, and I have only been in favor of, an impeachment inquiry. Extremely important. For the people who are going to say this is just vengeance and this is just Republicans with sour grapes, allow me to say for the record, who cares what they say? That's the argument. It doesn't matter if MSNBC likes it. It doesn't matter if the ladies from The View like it. You, this, is, this is The View. This is um, uh, Sonny Hostin. Right here. Check this out regarding Kamala Harris. I just, I, you know what, what kind of uh, is still strange to me? Why is Kamala so dangerous? Right? That's Why do you think I she's don't so dangerous? Know, Whoopi. That's kind of offensive to me. And the other thing is she's unprepared. Kamala Harris, uh, by the way, was the first woman elected DA of San Francisco, the first woman to be attorney general of California. She's the first female vice president. She's been on the job doing a damn good job. And I am so tired of people questioning her qualifications. Being a woman in those positions does not make you good at those jobs. What kind of person thinks, well, you know, anybody could have been attorney general, but according to her genitalia, she's a genius. I didn't know that you could read the tea leaves that way. God, Sonny Hostin isn't bright. The only person more unprepared than Kamala Harris is Sonny Hostin. Nobody says she's dangerous, unless, of course, you consider ignorance to be danger, dangerous. Yeah, then, then, then yes. Then yes. Who says she's unprepared? Her own staff. Every single commentary, these word salads, you think she has an understanding of, of the policies? Nobody believes this. Nobody believes this. Oh, you just don't like her because she's a black woman. First, um, you, you, you can't engage that as a conversation and expect any response other than, well, bless your heart. That's the kind of conversation that the weakest mind has. I didn't start with the understanding that Ilhan Omar was an anti-Semite. She proved it to me. Time and again and again and again and again and again and again. I didn't start with anything regarding Kamala Harris. She proved that she's incompetent. She proved that she couldn't run a presidential campaign. She proved that she couldn't handle the rigors of being vice president. The staff changes show that. The danger, if you will, is that she is incompetent. And the party thinks so. Because the reason that Biden hasn't been replaced on the ticket is because what do they do about Kamala? They haven't figured that out yet. But I'm here to tell you that while I have always said it's too late for them to replace Joe Biden, 
the response of their Democrats to do anything they want is the correct response. It is the winner. Doesn't matter how well I can rationalize something, the answer of their Democrats will do what they want is absolutely positively correct. But I think uh, Biden's commentaries about September 11th might actually be the final straw. You're going to want to tune in for the popcorn moment. It will be something at 7.15. Shana Tova. It means Happy New Year. Right? Jewish New Year uh, starts uh, tonight. Uh, that's, that's how it goes. And you'll uh, be seeing people gathering at synagogues tonight and tomorrow. All over the, the place. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a party. There's gonna be apples. There's gonna be honey. It's for a sweet New Year. Uh, Jews, they 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 know how to rock it. They they absolutely know how to rock the thing. Tony Katz, ninety three WIBC. Good morning. It's it's not. It's um it's 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 not that rocky. It's it it's just it just isn't. But it is uh, the Jewish New Year, and it's uh, how we gather every year to remind ourselves just how much Ilhan Omar hates us. Every year we got to get together. We're like, it's a lot, right? And everyone's like, yeah, it's a lot. They were like, okay, let's eat. And then that's it. That's that's the whole thing. Uh, I I, I wasn't planning on discussing it, except that I came across a a story that, um, that was a problem. And it was from Wish TV. And uh, it, it seems that every time Adam Pinsker does a story, I'm like, oh, holy hell. But uh, this one I don't specifically blame on him. Uh, let me, let me, you know what? The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe and grab your popcorn because there is more. I want you to hear it. I don't specifically blame wish tv as much as i blame jews my people my people this is this is ridiculous and let me share with you how this starts of mine, Rosh Hashanah, marks the beginning of a new year on the Jewish calendar. Efforts are underway to make sure Jewish people in Indiana can worship without fear of being harmed. News 8's Adam Pinsker joining us now live in the studio. So what are some of those efforts being made to keep local Jewish people safe? I have to stop right there. What are the efforts being made to keep local Jewish people safe? I don't know. Maybe firing rabbis who don't think you should be armed when you walk into a synagogue. Jews are unsafe because it's a Jewish holiday? No. You and your place of worship are unsafe because there are people out there who are nuts and you're not doing enough to make sure you can handle the people who are nuts. Rabbis and faith leaders who believe that if you show up armed to their place of worship, you shouldn't be allowed in. No, those faith leaders shouldn't be allowed to lead a congregation. Jews who are anti-gun and anti-Second Amendment don't have the single... It's not the right use of words, Tony. Bring it down a little bit. Be a little more focused in your conversation. There are Jews who believe that history is just history, and then there are those of us who believe that history is prologue. 
and Jews that don't believe in being proactive in their own protection should not be surprised when bad things happen. But I don't believe that this just applies to people who are Jewish. I believe this applies everywhere. History teaches. It is replete with examples that people who do not prepare are the ones who are unprepared. And being unprepared does not lead to a better life. Every single Jewish person in Indianapolis who doesn't believe in being armed in their synagogue is wrong. I will not agree to disagree. There is nobody I won't take on on these subjects. They are wrong. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, the problem is, I won't disagree with you about the problem. I won't disagree with you about it, whether it be anti-Semitism, whatever you want to call it. I won't disagree with you that there are terrible people out there who want to do damage and want to do harm. I agree. And I won't disagree that it's awful that you would have to be armed in your place of worship. I won't disagree with that either. But I live in the real world, and the real world requires it. That's why any Jewish person who doesn't believe in being armed in their synagogue is wrong. Now, someone could choose not to be armed. I don't get to decide for them. But if they are proactive in telling me that I cannot be armed, or someone else cannot be armed, or the rabbi themselves cannot be armed, they are wrong. Adam Pinsker then takes over the story. Preventative efforts, that's what they are, Alexis. Uh, the FBI says that despite making up only 2% of the U.S. population, Jews are the target of more than 60% of religiously motivated hate crimes. A security consultant working with the Jewish Federation of Indianapolis is urging people to be vigilant, but not paranoid. It is one of the most important times of year for observant Jews. Rosh Hashanah, which begins at sundown Friday night, and Yom Kippur, which is September 24th and 25th. But with attacks against the Jewish community becoming more frequent, some may be discouraged from attending services. Now allow me. Uh, you should attend. I'll be at Shari Tefila. You, you go where you will. I don't really get to decide that. Of course you should go. Of course you should not be in any way, shape, or form discouraged. You're going you're gonna to let these people decide for you? What are you, nuts? These people? These worthless, bigoted bastards, you're going to let them decide for you? You're out of your head. Yeah, they don't get to decide. You decide for you. And one of the ways you decide for you is making sure that you are prepared to the best of your ability to go home alive and your family. People hate Jews. I don't know why, but they do. They always have. They always will. It won't change. There's a lot of Ilhan Omars out there. You know, let that change your life? Well, maybe if we didn't do this, maybe if we didn't do that, maybe if we weren't so uppity. I have, I have heard Jews say this. I've heard Jews say this who are considered in high esteem in Indianapolis. Disgusting. Go live your life. Go enjoy. And go celebrate the Jewish New Year. Go have fun. I'll see you there. But dear Lord, you're not going to go prepared? You're crazed. The reason this uh, story is an issue over at Wish TV is that it puts forth the idea that somehow uh, something has to happen and others have to protect people who are Jewish. No, no, no. Protect your damn self. What are you, you relying on others? Why? 
Why? Why would any group of people rely on someone other than themselves? Do, do churches rely on someone other than themselves or do they have their own security teams? Why are why would you even think, well, we've got a good relationship with IMPD and that's what I, I'm not angry with the IMPD. I'm not saying they're bad people. You're not relying on yourself. You're not relying on the people in that congregation. You're not relying on your fellow congregants. That's that's ridiculous. Happy New Year. I'll see you tonight. I hope you enjoyed this week's TK20. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. I'm producer Jonathan, and we'll be back again next week with another episode.